0: Things You Should Know About Grandad by Gareth Rees. Last week, I was rummaging in the loft and in a box marked Hal, I found your old Fisher-Price cassette recorder. Remember that thing? Remember how much you loved it? Remember how when Grandad presented you with it on Christmas morning, it made you feel like James Bond with a new gadget from Q to play with? Inside it, There was a cassette marked, Things You Should Know About Grandad. Both of the labels were written in red felt pen. I remember you writing them. I haven't been able to face listening to it. Until now. I place the slab of caramel plastic with its chunky brown buttons on the dining table. I sit down, take a deep breath, marvelling at the ugliness of the machine, and press play.
1: Grandad was there. Mum worked until five, so every day after school, Grandad was there, in the playground, waiting to collect me. Who will pick me up now? (laughs) Never mind. It's not your problem, is it? When I was bullied by Bobby, who ate the rubbers off the top of his pencils and farted a lot, but was best known for picking his nose and eating it, Grandad was there.
0: I remember Bobby forcing his fat, snotty finger through your pursed lips and clenched teeth, ignoring the hot tears dribbling over your cheeks, grinning like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. His eyes opened so wide his eyeballs appeared to be spinning in their sockets.
1: Grandad slipped a bag of chilli powder into my trouser pocket, winked and instructed me to dip the rubber on Bobby's pencil in it when he wasn't looking.
0: (laughs) I remember that too. Big bad Bobby ran out of the classroom squealing like the little piggy he was.
1: I felt bad about it afterwards, but I never had to eat snot again. It wasn't long after that Grandad bought me Pepin, my pet mouse. My only friend now, I suppose. Grandad was a mischief maker. Life was a game and games were fun. If he had planned the funeral, all of you would probably be sitting there naked. Grandad liked to be naked.
0: That's right. Used to dance around the living room to... What was that song? Baby Pop. That's it. Baby Pop by France (laughs) Gaul. Stupid. Round and round he'd go. His pipe between his teeth and a cut glass tumbler of scotch in his hand, as usual and you would sit there on the sofa drinking a can of ginger beer and laughing and laughing until the song finished and you sprang to your feet, clapping and demanding an encore.
1: Grandad was my friend. Every Thursday, Grandad took me to the pub and bought me Panda Pops and Smith's Salt and Shake Crisps. Sometimes a small blue packet of KP Original Salted Peanuts to share. I'd sit there and listen to him talk to the landlady, Linda, or her husband, Ken. I liked Ken. Ken did magic tricks, made a cigarette float between his palms. But Grandad didn't like Ken. Grandad said Ken was a dope.
0: Ken wasn't always there. There was that time Grandad left you in the pub with the afternoon drinkers while he went upstairs to take a look at Linda's leaky toilet. Or so he said. And then that other time, he had had one too many pints of bitter with Scotch chasers and fell asleep and you couldn't wake him for two hours. Both times, slipping a crisp fiver in your pocket on the walk home to ensure your silence. Not that you would have ever grasped
1: on Grandad. Grandad made up his own games for us to play together. There was Blitz, where we would run down an alleyway picking up cans or glass bottles or stones and launching them over people's back walls into their garden. Bombs away! We would shout. Then there was a dead man, where we would both lie down in the middle of a busy road, close our eyes and stay there as long as we dared. Sometimes we would just steal milk bottles from outside the newsagents and run off tossing them into the air like grenades and shrieking with glee when we heard the hollow glass burst on the pavement behind us.
0: There was the time Grandad smashed a greenhouse with one of his bombs and an old man exploded through his back gate and started running after you, screaming, Scum! Grandad slowed to a casual stroll, pointed in your direction, shaking his head and muttered, Kids these days, eh? And the time playing dead man, when you heard the sound of a vehicle approaching and opened your eyes to find yourself alone in the road. Grandad was sat on the pavement, his polished brogues in the gutter, lighting his pipe with a match.
1: Every Friday, Grandad would give me a pound to buy sweets and we would eat them for dinner. Last Friday, I bought ten Wham bars. Five for me, five for Grandad. After we'd eaten them, I felt sick, but happy. I hope it wasn't the wambars that killed Grandad. Mum says wambars are bad. Grandad was there. And
0: then... There is nothing on the recording. But I remember what made you stop speaking. You will need a corpse. Grandad? Just before you started the recording, there had been a knock on the door. Mum stood in the doorway, dressed in black. You could see she had been crying.
1: Uncle Thomas is downstairs. We'll be leaving in about an hour.
0: You had begged Mum to let you attend Grandad's funeral. But she wouldn't allow
1: it. You're too young, Hal. It won't be nice. Nice? Of course it won't be nice. You're going to burn Grandad. Hal. Vikings burn their dead.
0: That's all you could come up with. You were only nine, after all. Mum left you and you started the recording. I have never forgotten what happened next, as much as I have tried to tell myself it didn't happen. It wasn't real. It was an episode brought on by grief. But it did happen, didn't it? We know it did. Grandad was dead, but Grandad was speaking to you, sort of. Your pet mouse, Pepin, or Pepin the short, named after Charlemagne's father, Because Grandad thought the fact that the father of one of the greatest rulers the world has ever known was called Pepin was an occasion for a change of underwear. Was sitting in his small metal cage, resting on the bed next to the Fisher-Price cassette player. His gleaming black eyes looking up at you. Grandad's voice seemed to be coming from the cage. From Pepin. You weren't surprised. It was just like Grandad communicating from beyond the grave through the medium of rodent. You lifted the latch, allowing the door of the cage to swing open, reached him with your right hand, took hold of Pepin, like one of those metal claws grabbing a stuffed toy at an amusement arcade, lifted him from the cage and placed him in your left palm. Google informs me that mice share more than 98% of their DNA with humans, and that mice are able to use different facial expressions to display human emotion, fear, pleasure, etc. Pepin kept his poker face, but you could feel his claws scratching your skin, his pink whip of a tail tickling your wrist, still, warm, alive. I fast-forward the cassette... There is silence, silence to start, then silence after each of your replies. But we know what Grandad said,
1: don't we? If she won't let you go to the funeral, you will have to hold your own funeral. You will need a corpse, Hal. Right, a corpse. Other than you, my boy, there's only one other living thing here. The mouse, Hal. Pepin? Yes. Pepin. You want me to... Yes, Hal. Kill Pepin? There's no other option. Uh, but... There is no other option, Hal. The Mouse. Pepin won't mind. It'll be a death worthy of a king. Pepin the Short, king of the Franks, died on campaign. Allow Pepin the Mouse a similarly glorious death. How? Well, I'll leave that to you, my boy
0: typical grandad. Big on a man's responsibility for making his own decisions and living with the consequences. As long as that man wasn't grandad, of course. Like when you got in trouble for the prank you pulled with Bobby and grandad refused to carry the can. All I did was supply my grandson with a bag of chilli powder. Mischief maker was one name for him. I can think of a few others. You started to think of ways to kill your pet mouse. Pepin, your only friend in the world. You considered opening the window and hurling him to the pavement. No good. What if a cat got hold of the body before you could get down there? You considered whacking him with the Fisher-Price cassette recorder. No good. You didn't want to break it.
1: How about that paper knife I gave you? The
0: dagger in the leather sheath? You liked that idea. Partly because Grandad had suggested it, but mainly because it was the way of the warrior. Live by the sword. Die by the sword. You knew exactly where to find the dagger. It was a prized possession. You closed your left palm around Pepin, feeling his soft fur like the head of a dandelion, and the warmth of his delicate body against your skin. Stood up and pulled out the drawer of the bedside cabinet. There... Resting on top of an unfamiliar black pocket Bible was the means of execution. You pinched Pepin's tail between your thumb and forefinger of your left hand, held him dangling in the air like a hanged man and pointed the tip of the blade in his direction.
1: Sorry, I know.
0: I fast forward the cassette. You thought you could detect a look of acceptance on Pepin's face. You thrust the dagger towards the swinging creature. You missed. You thrust again. You missed again. You start stabbing over and over and over and, until your arm hurt. Frustrated, you let go of both the dagger and the mouse, allowing them to fall. Pepin remained still on the carpet. Committed to your task, you didn't pause to think. You acted on instinct. You lifted your right foot, allowing it to hover over the condemned. You started to tip your weight forward.
1: I've been thinking how. I know how much you loved Grandad and how close you two had become and... How?! Mum
0: pushed the door open and stepped into the bedroom. Pepin made a run for it, shooting through Mum's legs and out the bedroom door. You never saw him again.
1: Mum, I can explain. There are some things you should know about Grandad.
0: Things You Should Know About Grandad, written by Gareth Rees and read by Aidan Nightingale, Keith Sparrow and Nina Hills, directed by Connie Crosby, with sound recording by Phil Innes. This is part of a series of bedtime stories for grown-ups, produced by The Writer's Block.